0: It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy
1: Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. And we wrap up the regular season, everybody, and really the 2021-2022 campaign for the Pistons right here at Pistons.com. It is the Pistons Pod. Welcome everybody, wherever you get your podcasts and also right here on the team's website. We thank you for listening and joining us today. It is indeed Matt Derry. We are brought to you by our friends at Uptime Energy Drink. Pistons wrap up the regular season at 23-59, and 59, but after the All-Star break, played pretty good basketball and got better. You saw the young guys take that next step, including, of course, with Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bey and that crew. They were 10-14 and 14 since the All-Star break. We will talk about it today with our guest, Assistant General Manager George David, right here at Pistons.com. George, always a pleasure, and uh, great to talk to you, my friend.
0: Thanks, Matt. Great to hear from you as well.
1: Tell me about the season and and your first year as assistant general manager. You've been in this franchise and this organization before, but now working for Troy Weaver and being a part of this group. What did you see? What did you like? And maybe what what didn't you like?
0: Well, I would say probably more so than anything else, Matt. Um, You know, I think you heard Troy say it a few times this year, and sometimes it can get misconstrued is – he was much more at this stage of our restoration. Um, Coach Casey and Troy were were very focused on that the product that we put out there looked right. And, you know, at some nights, you know, at the beginning of the season it was a little bit rough because you had a lot of things coming together at the same time. Um, You know, uh, Kate had missed a number of of games because of his injury. So he – kind of got started late and some of the guys were just learning how to kind of work work with each other um and so it you know got off a little bit to a rocky start but I think that the resurgence and the growth of the team from the all-star break to the finish of the season was something that I think for all of us um was much more important than necessarily how many wins or how many losses we had Um, it turned out that you know i think we played close to 500 basketball from the all-star break to the end of the season but um we wanted to make sure that for lack of a better way of putting it Matt, we wanted to make sure that we looked right we wanted to make sure that we looked right in terms of representing the city uh representing the fan base um and representing ourselves and i think that all of us came away from the end of the season with a, with a good feeling amongst ourselves about how not only how we finish but where we're heading. And I think that to, to, to go back to what I had mentioned with what Troy had mentioned regarding the wins and losses, um, I heard Cade do an interview where he said, you know, if you came to one of our games, you wouldn't think that this is a team that had won 20 games, <laughs> <laughs> right? In terms of the, the, the fan, invi- the fan excitement, the, the players, um, the amount of effort, and the that we were getting from our coaches and players and, and group, and the um, attitude and the positivity that we had was something we're all uh, very proud of. But we know we have to build on.
1: Uh, the building part of it, it helps when you have. And you mentioned the wins and losses, and obviously, twenty-three wins is is not what anybody would want, especially a competitor like Troy Weaver. But the the right. building the building starts with having that piece, and and you guys think you have it in Cade Cunningham, don't you?
0: Well, we know we have something special in Cade, and but but I think uh, even more so, we know we. Uh, growing something special with our core group, you know you and i did a did an interview like this before the season started when I first got here, and I told you one of the things that I was looking the most forward to was to seeing where that core grows what grows into as the season goes on and um uh, obviously Cade's gonna be special and and he's been everything that we had had hoped he would be and could hope could could ask for. But in terms of the, you know, the the core pieces that we have in general with this team, seeing their growth, I mean, if you take a look at some of the special moments that we had from our season, whether it be Sadiq hitting the buzzer-beating shot, buzzer-beating shot um, in the corner to win the game here at home, you know, Isaiah Stewart having some special games in terms of rebounding and the effort that he gave, and and shutting down many of the opposing teams. Um, it's kind of funny. We got into a running joke about how how it it wasn't a joke, but he, he did a heck of a job in switching out to many of the team's perimeter players and staying in front of them. And uh, Kelly Olinick hitting a game winning shot in Charlotte. We had we had a lot of special moments from this team as a team, and I think um, that's something that for me was one of the major things we want to continue to build upon is is the growth of the core of our team. How do you? Uh, and I haven't even touched on Marvin Bagley. <laughs> you know, the that he,
1: well, but yeah. We, yeah, we could go through the entire roster together. And uh, sure. but but I, I'll say this about Cade, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you want you want to put players around him that he can make better and that and that fit. And obviously, this team is being built not like the old days uh, when when you were here with Chauncey was a definite one. Rip was a definite two, mm-hmm. all of that. It, it's different now. Some people look at Cade and say, wait a minute, is Cade a point guard? Can he play with Killian Hayes? And all these different things. Right. But, but how do you build around him? What are the conversations with you, Troy, and, and the rest of the front office about what you want to put around him?
0: You know, it's funny. I think that if you were to look at last year's draft, I think every guy had their you know their attributes that. You know, uh, lured you to to giving them consideration. I think one of the main things um, that Cade brought to us was the adaptability to. I, I don't know that there's a player that there's many players that you can't put around him that he's not going to make look good. You know, I just touched on Marvin Bagley, and I was listening to some of the things that Marvin said as uh, to the media when he finished about you know how fitting in and how he uh not only did he fit in but he had a tremendous impact for our team and i think the connection that he and cade had is a great example of um of that and, and 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 of some of the things that 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 cade um was able to do for us in terms of connections and connecting and being adaptable to some of the different players that we have and I I feel like the adaptability not only of Cade but, like I said, of, of that core group um, in terms of I think Sadiq and, and Isaiah Stewart were, were sensational in terms of being role examples for workers, for how to work and, and how to come to work every day. And, you know, I think Sadiq played – I know Sadiq. He played, he played all 82 games this year. So I think that there's some real positive um, – Examples of, of the work ethic of these guys throughout the season. And that's something that not only with Cade, but with all of them that we're really, really proud of and excited about going into the next season.
1: George David with us, Assistant General Manager of your Pistons here on the Pistons Pod. Brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. If Sadiq Bey shows up at the facility, like uh, during this week, we're recording here on a Tuesday, are you guys kicking him out and telling him to go home and get some rest? My goodness, I mean, what a... Uh- Free for all whirlwind the last two years has been for him, right?
0: Yeah, I know it's it, it's it, it's it's a part of his DNA. I don't think he I don't think he um, I don't think he knows the definition of the word vacation in a in, in a fun way. But um, yeah, no, I think that um, he his his work ethic is something that is such a model of leadership and is such a big part of the fabric of what um, the Pistons are all about and, and have been about for years. As you look up at the banners of the retired players, um, you're talking about people that had work ethics like Sadiq Bey's work ethics like Isaiah Stewart's, work ethics like Cade Kate Hun- Kate Cunningham's. And that's what one of the, the things that you've heard Troy say so many times is, Um, before we even start to evaluate a player that we're thinking of bringing to the Pistons, you know, Troy's number one mandate is to evaluate the person first. And we've not brought a player in under Troy's regime that we haven't done that. And that's something that that he takes extreme pride in.
1: That's interesting because obviously talent is still what, you know, the object of the game is to put the ball Mm -hmm. in the basket, but Um, it's a similar uh, almost mindset that the Lions are using, and you're a huge Detroit sports fan, so you know. (laughs) uh, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are kind of doing the same thing. They want good players, but they want the right fit, and they throw the word around a lot uh, down in Allen Park with culture. But um, that seems very important to you guys as well, yes?
0: It is important, and I think that the fans, you're not going to trick fans. You're not going to trick – there's two people you're not going to trick – and in my 20-some years here with the Pistons, I've found this to be. You're not going to trick the fans, and you're not going to trick the media. And, and I think that as indicative of that, I was sitting in a – we do a weekly business meeting here for the Pistons where we have different people talk about the different departments and whatever help they might need. And one of the proudest moments I've had, which is kind of a weird thing, is we were sitting in this business meeting a week ago, And when it came to talking about the person who's in charge of ticket sales, he said, "I'm happy." He said, "I'm happy to announce that we're going to have close to a full building for the last game of the season." And we're talking about a team that at that time had what 22 wins on the season, right? Um, And and I think for myself, that was a way of. Knowing that the fans believe in what we're doing, and and sometimes you need that validation that that whether it be the the, the fan base or whether it be the um, the the media, and in terms of kind of really knowing for sure what their feelings are about a team, I think that's a great example of it. And as you saw, Matt, I mean we we had uh, as close to a, a full building as we had all year on the last game of the season with a team that um, last home game of the season with a team that finished with 23 wins. So that is in some way for Troy and myself and coach Casey, a way to hopefully for us to, to know that to, what we're doing is resonating with the fan base. And that's something that, that we don't take lightly.
1: You mentioned Dwayne, uh, coach Casey and, and the job that he's done here after four seasons. I know Tom Gorris, the team owner, mentioned the other day, just loves the demeanor that Dwayne brings to the table and wants him here long-term as well. And um, how do you think he's, you know, Dwayne has held up with, you know, back-to-back, it's a lot of losing, but again, um, you know, he's had to do more teaching than anything else. How do you think he's responded to that?
0: I just, I can't say enough. You know, I I had known Coach Casey uh, for a number of years from my time in the league, but had never worked with him. But his consistency, in terms of the positivity that he brought every single day to our group is a huge factor in the growth of our group because it's very, you know, if you look at the average age of our team, so many of these guys are, are kids still. And I, I think that Coach Casey and, and, and Troy said it many times, that's the thing that for us has been really, really big has been the, the consistency that he's able to bring to the group and teaching every single day and Brent doing it in a positive, in such, with such positivity, um, it's, it's a big, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult and it's much more difficult and probably doesn't get enough credit around the league for people who can do that. But, um, that, that, that's something that for us was, uh, one of the most valuable attributes of our season was the, the positivity and the, and the, uh, teaching, uh, the consistency with his teaching every day with this group and um it was exciting it was very exciting and it was as you heard our players talk in, the, in their finishing interviews um, i think it was something that definitely all of them appreciated and felt um personally and individually as well
1: what do you see as the as the what what grew the most in terms of this team this year and we mentioned wins and losses but there seemed to be a light that came on at the midway point or maybe just right after the All-Star break. It's not like you guys were blown out of a lot of games, and the effort usually was there. You're going to have some clunkers, as you know, George, when you play 82. But mm-hmm. what sort of turned the tide here at the end of the year? Was it just guys getting more experience? Was it Cade? Cade being healthy? What do you think it was?
0: I think it was a combination of everything you said. I think for a lot of them, it, a lot of things took a little bit of time to come together um, I think in terms of if you talk you know with Killian I think starting to get his American confidence if you talk um, in regards to Cade having a chance to get some games under his belt after you know come starting the season heard and um, I, I think there were a number of things that I don't think there's just one but I think what we saw coming out of the All-Star break was all of those happening at the same time then you have the addition of Marvin Bagley who fit in seamlessly you know with this group not just uh, not just on the court uh, but off the court as well and i think you had you just kind of had a kind of a uh 6 degrees of things kind of coming together at the same time and that that obviously caused an uptake for our team you know as in the second half of the season so I always have said, Matt, you, you 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 can try and write the script but you can't write the timeline for the script. Sometimes you want something to happen right away and it takes some growth and some times and that's where you believe in the character of your players and you believe that they're gonna be able that that what you you know, what you did from an Intel standpoint on the character their basketball character is going to at some point kick in and match their talent. And I think that's what you've seen happen uh, with our group, probably in the second half of the season.
1: You can't play all young kids; you got to have some veterans. And certainly, Jeremy Grant is kind of this young vet on this team. What, what do you see? What do you see as being his fit moving forward?
0: I think, first of all, I would say our veterans, in particular, were a huge part of our team's ability to hang in there when things weren't going so. So great at the beginning of the season. I think uh, sometimes they don't they don't get enough credit for that. And when I say the veterans getting credit for it, on and off the court, the younger players are going to look at what those veteran players say, and they're going to look at what those veteran players do. And we could not have had a more positive uh, group of young of veteran players who encouraged the younger players instead of. You know, getting down on them about maybe at times they they made mistakes or at times they they didn't know what to do or they got confused. And I think we had a really good group. and Jeremy was a, Jeremy was a big part of that. Um, Jeremy's Jeremy's adaptability as a veteran and Jeremy's ability to be a positive voice for our young for our younger players. Um, those are some of the things that the fans don't always get to see. Uh, but those are things that, for like, for Troy, myself, for Coach Casey, um, they're they're invaluable. They're they're extremely invaluable, especially at this stage of um, our our restoration.
1: Let me ask you this: uh, You know, I, I saw Troy at the last uh, cruise game. It was the same night as the mm-hmm. Pistons. Yeah. The Pistons' last game, and obviously, everybody makes the rounds. Yeah. I saw you at a couple of cruise games this year, but. What does that say? You know, Troy's uh, – this G League relationship and Troy and Rob Murphy and all of that, I mean, boy, boy, that worked out in a big way, huh?
0: It was sensational. Um, Rob Murphy did a sensational job, um, and Troy and I did our best to give him as much support as we could. And it's funny because Troy came from Oklahoma City where they had a similar relationship very a very close positive relationship with their g-league program as well and um we used our g-league program to our advantage in so many ways this year i mean we had a number of piston players uh piston roster players that had some injuries and we didn't have any practice time for the pistons and the Crews practice in our same facility that the that the pistons do and they came in and got some reps to get themselves back to being ready to play, um, we obviously saw the growth of some of our younger players uh, through the crew system, from Sabin Lee to Luca Garza to J- Jamarco Pickett and and Isaiah Livers, and and so um, that relationship for us, um, we we pay we we pay just as much time to making sure that. Um, And done in the right way, and I, and I and I think that it's a it's a big kudos to Rob. Rob Rob did a tremendous job with that group this year, especially considering Matt that this was an expansion team. This was the first time they were put together
1: and made the playoffs. And uh, DJ Baker did yeah. a great job uh, coaching them as well. DJ
0: did as well. I'd, yes, I'd be remiss. Love I said,
1: him. I <laughs> no, he's he's a good man. I like. Uh, I just like yeah. that everybody is kind of connected, and that's that's the relationship that you're looking for. And uh, when you're having guys that have to Practice one day with the Pistons and play the next with the Crews. I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right, final thing for George David here: the draft is coming up. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, if the Pistons get the get the ping pong balls to bounce right." Who are you taking at number one? Uh, <laughs> but I won't do that. But tell me about this draft class and what you know, how you guys are are handicapping it right now.
0: We we're excited about this draft class. We're excited about it because I think coming into this season, you don't necessarily know how deep a draft class is going to be. You you kind of you know you make your preseason predictions on a draft class looking at looking at it from afar. But there have been no games played at that point, and you kind of say well, where you think it might be. I think if there's one thing about this draft class that we're we're pleased about now that the college season has finished, and we're about to now go into the next phase of our preparation for the draft. Um, I think that we all feel that, from a depth standpoint, especially at the top of the draft, um, that th- this draft is going to it's going to turn out some good players and some good prospects. And I think that it's probably a little deeper than maybe what we would have thought it was at the early on at the beginning of the year. So. We're excited about um, the you know the process itself. I know that it's something that um, Troy uh, and myself and, and the rest of our staff we enjoy it. It's it's, it's something that we look forward to, and, and this is this is going to be a fun one.
1: George always love uh, catching up. A great recap on this season. Uh, congratulations on the success, and, and like you said, the, the the buzz that's starting to build again down at Little Caesars Arena and and the Pistons Performance Center. And we'll do it again soon.
0: Sounds good, Matt. Anytime. Thank you.
1: George David with us, Assistant General Manager, Pistons Pod, brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. Thank you for listening and joining us as we recap the season with one of the members of the Pistons' front office. We'll talk to you again next week.